Talk, and bienvenidos listeners, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I'm Brian Ernst, your host for today, and guess what? It's a clip show! We're going to give you some of the best fast fives of the year so far. Uh, we did one of these at the end of 2020. Uh, we are doing one so about three quarters of the way through 2021 through unforeseen scheduling circumstances. Uh, we were not able to all get together this week, but we wanted to make sure you guys had something to fill your ear holes. So we're going to take some of the best fast fives we've done so far and lay them out here. And as you have it, it's going to be a lot shorter than last year's episode. Looks like our writing's gotten a little tighter. Our performing's gotten a little better. So we're not going to fill up as much of your time this week, but hopefully still bring you the laughs like we always intend to. And before we get into the fast fives, I always want to remind you that if you want to get blown to the moon by our catalog, head on over to the all new bizbear.biz, which is a redirect to ubersinko.com, the refreshed home of this very humble podcast. You'll be able to see featured episodes, watch the YouTube version of the show, and even leave us a review all under one roof. And better yet, the same suggestion form for you to submit your topics to us is still there, but with a bonus. There is now a microphone icon on the bottom right of the screen that allows you to leave us a voicemail. So give us your ideas in your own words. We may even play them on the show. So please don't say anything you don't want broadcast. Now, without further ado, here are the best of Fast Fives. And now, guys, it's time for the Fast Five. And this is it. The top five things you'll never forget about your doctor's office. Number five, the hair on Sharon at the front desk. So much volume. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like it would taste like the fanciest lemonade cotton candy I'd ever get my tongue on, right? Also, was Sharon kind of gorgeous? Maybe. Did she give me candy? You betcha. And did she deserve a finer tailored cardigan with a flattering silhouette of her ample curves and the requisite structural support for her clunky name tag? Most definitely. Number four. (laughs) How the exam table is always three inches too tall and makes your legs go to sleep. Now, weak legs are never good, especially... (laughs) When you're trying to step down on that little pull-out step that's never as steady feeling as it looks, or when you're self-conscious, of course, about taking down your pants during an examination. Number three, the cold hands of Dr. Tetley. The cold hands of Dr. Boston. (laughs) The cold hands of Dr. Lewis. Paging all doctors, from now on, after the initial hand sanny, maybe a quick flash over a Bunsen burner before you summon goosebumps all over my special purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Dr. Lewis's mustache. She knew how to grow him. <clears throat> Number one. The nurse who closes her eyes at the point of insertion while administering shots. I mean, is there any better nightmare fuel for a squeamish young child than a permed-headed nurse with nicotine stains on her teeth and an inability to keep her eyes from fluttering when the needle plunges? Her second favorite move was the sneak attack. As she stuck my left arm, she'd have a second nurse run double duty on my veins by targeting my bulging right child bicep simultaneously. No, it wasn't really that much more efficient, nurse. Even eight-year-old me could scream that in your face as you put that dumb, goofy band-aid over the wound. Yes, that's right. Even though I've forgotten her name, I'll never forget her face, especially right when the needle approached and the overshadowed eyes of this monster would flutter, flutter, and then close as her dimply thumb depressed the plunger. 
the source of paranoia and flop sweat all through my adolescent years while getting shots at the Highland Family Physician's Office. Thank you, Nurse Nightmare. It's time for my Fast Five, the top five movements of all time. Number five. Ba-ba-ba-ba! Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, First Movement. The single most recognizable musical introduction in classical music is so ubiquitous that even the most uncouth Philistine could name the composer from the first four notes. Legend has it that the symbolizes fate knocking at the door. This beautiful piece of music has been described as radiant beams shoot through this region's deep night, and we become aware of gigantic shadows which, rocking back and forth, close in on us and destroy everything within us except the pain of endless longing, a longing in which every pleasure that rose up in jubilee... All right, enough of that crap. Number four, (laughs) the Romanian split squat. A simple yet effective variation of the squat, which works several major muscle groups without needing to pile on heavy weights so it can be done in the comfort of your own living room. All you need is a sturdy chair. To do this compound exercise, lift your back leg on the chair, squat with your forward leg, you'll work your quads, glutes, hamstrings, abdominals, and spinal erectors. You'll notice quick improvements to your agility, explosiveness, and core strength, and it'll help put just the right amount of junk in your trunk. Pro tip, make sure you do equal reps with both legs to improve side-to-side imbalances. But you already knew that about unilateral exercises. Number three, (laughs) the Farmers Take Brussels movement. In 2009, more than 2,500 farmers joined this protest movement started by the European Milk Board in opposition to unreasonable quotas and the falling price of milk. They descended into Belgian capital, blocking access to the European Union building with hundreds of tractors and trucks. This is all true. They burned hay and tires and threw eggs and sprayed milk at police, even at times, and there's a picture of this on the internet, spraying milk straight from a cow's udder at police who are holding up a shield to block it. I don't know if it brought about change, but it's definitely hilarious. Number two, jazz hands. The ever-present movement, the campiest of camp, Useful in musicals, cheerleading, dance recitals, or distracting opposing players shooting free throws, this classic dance move can be done by anyone because you don't have to have any lower body coordination. And the number one movement of all time, the Black Friday bowel movement. (laughs) Oh, baby. That seventh slice of pumpkin pie doesn't seem like such a good idea now, does it? Uh, We cannot leave today without my fast five, which, of course, is the top failed store names that were too clever for their own good. Number five, Around the Bend. What seems like it would have been a nice local bike shop is actually an oddly specific travel agency that offers bike tours around small town Bend, Oregon. Famously known (laughs) as the home of the last blockbuster, Bend enthusiasts are trying to capture a new form of tourism to keep those copies of Air Bud World Pup on the shelves a little longer. Number four, calling the kettle black. A clever name for a tea shop, right? Wrong! This mini mall hole in the wall can only be entered from the alley, attempting to cash in on the squidding to food phenomenon that no one asked for. It is even more niche as they only sell black kettle foods, which is just squidding dyed kettle chips and popcorn. The tar (laughs) smiles of the unhappy guests are clearly a sign for help. Number three, in a pinch. What a cute name for a convenience store. Nah, in a pinch only sells oddly restrictive male underwear. Number two, (laughs) la-dee-da. 
What would have been a bubbly, colorful children's candy store is just a Chris Farley, Matt Foley impersonator in a dark room. You pay $5 to roast you. La-di-da. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, that one place. Meant to be a hilarious marketing ploy, that one place was a general store with a bunch of unique finds you could only find at, you guessed it, that one place. When no one knew how to find this fucking place, a hostile landlord takeover kicked out the tenants that used their life savings to open it and instead rented the place to a sex shop that kept the name. That one place is now synonymous with lubes, rubbers, and cuffs instead of worldly treasures. Sad. And uh, so that will move us on to the Fast Five, which is interactive. Our two contestants get to just jump in here. Yes. Uh, uh, It's... TV neighbor haikus. I have described some classic TV neighbors in haiku. Once I complete reading the haiku, just go ahead and shout out who it is. Okay. Have a little fun. All right. All right. Okay. Number five. Mm. Yep. Imparts sage wisdom, though never fully revealed to the man who grunts. Wilson. Wilson. Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> Number four. Greeted with disdain, worked through snow, rain, heat, and gloom. Nice game, pretty boy. Newman. Newman from Seinfeld, that's right. Wow, good job. Number three. Three backwoods brothers with two names and just one voice. It was all a dream. Daryl. And? Oh, oh, uh, my other brother, Daryl. And? And, uh, (laughs) oh, what's, my name is, ah! Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. Larry, there uh, we go. (laughs) From Newhart. Newhart. That's right. Number two. His name was Arthur, but only to Mrs. C., Water ski mistake. Uh, Fonzie. Fonzie from Happy Days. Number one. Married late in life. Shamelessly promotes business. Always keeps it cool. Bob Vance. Vance Refrigeration. From the office. The most American (laughs) one we can get. Well, I guess we can't leave without my fast five. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Top five worst places for your car to break down. Number five. Bethany, Indiana. 0.09 square miles and a population of 81. There is no way anything good happens in less than a square mile. Number four. (laughs) French Lick, Indiana. It's got a casino and is the hometown of Larry Bird. I have no evidence, but this sounds like a bad combo. Also, French Lick. Come on. All right. Number three. Hope, Indiana. Because I'm assuming this place doesn't have any. Hope. Hope was the only remaining Moravian church in the state of Indiana, which I heard learned was a like a subsection of, of Czech folks. And they there's still many traditional Moravian practices that are also preserved, such as the display of the putts during Christmas time celebrations. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to look up, look it up further because I want to know what the celebration <laughs> of the putts is in Hope, Indiana. Number two. Uh, Shurabusco, Indiana, also known as <laughs> Turtle Town, USA, which I only assume to mean that turtles outnumber humans six to one. All right. Number one, <laughs> Muncie, Indiana. It's nearly a four hour drive from here, and yet they have the nerve to call it Little Chicago. I know this was the basis for Pawnee, but it was founded by dudes called the Ball Brothers. And I read a fact that John Dillinger stopped here once and he didn't even rob anything. So how good can it be? My fast five of the top five buckets Mm. of all time. Number five, 
the KFC bucket. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Eating out of a bucket. Talk about class. <laughs> You're a human being, not a six-week-old six calf. Have some self-respect. <laughs> Number four, Buckethead. <laughs> this mysterious guitar vir virtuoso took the KFC bucket and wore it on his head. <laughs> oh. So in 2007, I paid 15 whole dollars to go to a Buckethead show. Two guys behind me were there because the tickets were so cheap, and they said they'd never heard of him. Then one guy said to the other, with great sincerity... Buckethead must be some kind of marketing genius. Like, <laughs> by, you know, because he remains anonymous and he wears this bucket on his head. He called a guy he had heard of two hours ago a marketing <laughs> genius. Still one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. And I so regret not turning around and slapping the stupid out of the dude's mouth. 14 years later, I've never forgotten that. All right, number three, the bucket hat. Oh. It comes in and out of fashion. LL Cool J, Rihanna, Justin Bieber, among others, have all sported this durable piece of headgear that originated in Ireland in the early 20th century to protect fishermen's heads from rain. Mm. As great as Kylie Jenner looks in one, it will never top Gilligan from Gilligan's Island or your grandpa with a bunch of fishing lures dangling from the sides. Oh, yeah. Classic. Mm -hmm. Number two, the bucket seat. Oh. Oh, yes which is on the next page. <laughs> Are you old enough to have been carted around in a minivan with a bench in the center in the yeah. back of the vehicle? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to sit crammed with a sibling on either side jostling for elbow room for the entire 14-hour ride to Disney World? What a day it was when you could finally climb in the back and have your own elbow rest, leg room, and adjustable back. The life of luxury indeed. Oh, yeah. And number I one... I love vans. <laughs> number one, the greatest bucket of all time... Mr. Bucket. Continue. <laughs> you guys remember Mr. Bucket? No, continue. <laughs> Mr. Bucket, buckets of fun. This, <laughs> this popular children's game from the 1990s had this actual tagline in its commercial. The game's Mr. Bucket. The first to get their balls in, and Mr. Bucket wins, but look out, because the balls will pop out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Was there simply no quality control team on duty that day, or did the folks at Milton Bradley simply have a sick and twisted sense of humor? Ah, the mysteries of life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it is time for the Fast Five Worst Summer Thirst Quenchers. Number five, a hot, not-so-fresh can of Yoo-Hoo from the back of the car. Yep, you picked this up one time at a gas station but got distracted by that call from Mom. That can swirled around the back seat for months until you, well, you kind of needed to clean out the back seat for guests. Then you threw it in the trunk, but come on, you're not going to waste it. I mean, you bought the can. Then comes the day where you need it, and that thick chocolate drink coats your throat hole, making you wish you weren't you anymore. Number four, a cold glass of vinegar. You're, 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 what? Your young nephew Toby thought it'd be a fun prank to play on you, an unassuming <laughs> uncle. Your red solo cup of Sprite was replaced, and now Toby walks with a limp. Coincidence? <laughs> a judge thought so. Number three, a skunk beer that's been in the cooler since last summer. You know the one. It's the forgotten moose head that you buried in ice when you restocked the cooler without looking. It's the end of the party, and it's the only beer left. Little do you know, it has been frozen, defrosted, and reheated several times over the seasons. Good luck, soldier. You're going to need it. Number <laughs> two. A ladle of sticky caramel from the Sunday bar. No comment, just a horrible idea. Number one. 
a fresh ice cold draft IPA. Why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> Who made IPAs popular? What is wrong with everyone's palates? Are you guys okay? Who hurt you? Drinking perfume <laughs> is not okay. You will die. I want you to live. Now it's time, as always, for my fast five, you guys. Everyone ready? Yeah. Okay, yes. cool. Here we go. This week's Fast Five is top five reasons why Nicolas Cage would make a great father to me. Number five, he'll give you a dope-ass first name of a superhero. Famously, Nick Cage was supposed to play Superman, Kal-El, in uh, Tim Burton's Superman. That never happened. So what did he do? He named his actual son Kal-El. So in this case, I wouldn't be able to get that name as well. So maybe I'd be, you know, uh, the Robin to his Batman. So... He'd probably just call me Dick. All right, number four. <laughs> um, Nick Cage is a high achiever. We know that. And he would expect a lot of me um, as a kid, as a student, you know, he would expect for me to try my hardest. So here I have a quick audio clip of me showing uh, my report card uh, to my father, Nicholas Cage. Brian, please uh, take it away. What is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> Oh, no, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! I'm losing my eyes! eyes! Ah! My father, Daddy O, Nicholas Cage, expects A's, goddammit, on that report card. And the reason I'm getting A's is because he started with me early, all right? I knew the alphabet from way early on. And actually, we were able to get audio of my daddy. Nikki Cage teaching me about the alphabet. Brian, please take it away. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, L, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. That's all you have to do. And it only took one time, and I got my letters down. That's number four. Okay. Number three reason why Nicolas Cage would be great father to me is that he would teach me about the proper care um, of, of animals in the home, having pets, providing them water, a great natural habitat, and not just letting them, you know, loose about the house. And actually, here was my dad, Nick Cage, teaching me about some of my own exotic pets. What are these fucking iguanas <laughs> doing on my coffee table? <laughs> Zach, uh, you, you know what my, my daddy Nick Cage always says? Uh, you take care of your things and they'll take care of you. That was the last time I left my iguana on the coffee table. All right, number two. <laughs> Sometimes you really need a stern, I shouldn't say stern, a serious talking to from your papa. And daddy Cage gave me this, you know, some good insight on life. Um, it's a bit existential. But uh, this is a recent um, talk he gave me uh, when I was uh, feeling a bit adrift. So, Brian, please take it away. They're not real. You get that, right? What? None of it is real. Really? The critics aren't real. The customers aren't real. Because this isn't real, Eric. Why do you care about these people? They don't care about you. None of them. Oh, my God. They don't even know you. Because you haven't shown them. Every day you'll wake up and there'll be less of you. You live your life for them and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. 
Derek, <laughs> who has my pig? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Papa Cage calls me Derek sometimes when he's mad at me. And um, <laughs> one of my friends had gotten drunk and stolen his pig uh, out of the pen. So, uh, <laughs> all right, number one. Now, when Mitch turns 16, you know, it's old driver's license time, right? And Daddy Cage will work really hard. You know, he'll he'll teach his face off as I grow accustomed to the City of Angels. We live in L.A., by the way, in this uh, scenario. And even though he can sometimes, <laughs> you know, drive angry or perhaps he isn't the rock you'd hope to he'd be in. Sometimes he fails to show up from time to time, making him a, you know, a ghost rider for some driving lessons. He preaches, you know, adaptation, you know, staying present and attempting to see two minutes into the future, always trying to know what's about to come next. You know, and what it boils down to is my father, Nicholas Cage. He's just the family man. And I love him. Bangkok Dangerous! <laughs> And that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Thank you for sticking with us this week. Hope you enjoyed those fast fives. And as Bizbear always says, stop macing me. I just wanted some food from your campsite. Avita Zane and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. (laughs) 